Hello, and welcome back to part two of episode two of Juror number one. So, in the case of Brad, what did you decide? Innocent or guilty? It was a crazy uh, case. Uh, Not a ton of evidence, a lot of hearsay, a lot of eyewitness stuff. But even though all of that, this is the story of Barry Gibbs. Not the BG, Barry Gibbs. He was found guilty of murder and sentenced to 20 years to life in prison for the death of Virginia Robertson. But that, oh, that is not where this case ends. We're going to talk to you about how this really ended, and there is all kinds of stuff. Uh, Witness intimidation, tampering with evidence, hiding evidence, uh, lying under oath. All of this stuff sent an innocent man to jail for a long, long time. So, strap in for this one. Let's get started. So, in March of 88, Barry is sent off to start serving his 20-to-life sentence. Well, it would take years and years before anyone would look at this case again. But, you know, as DNA got more advanced and more advanced, they started looking at some of these cases and maybe wrongful convictions. So, Barry was one of these cases, but it took all the way until 2004 before they start looking into this. Well, they want to review everything. So they went to the NYPD and said that we need to uh, look at the file for this Barry Gibbs murder case. Well, the NYPD comes back with a crazy answer. They said, we don't have a file for that case. What? What? Yes, They said they don't have a file or any evidence for this case. And the lawyers are like, wait, what? How can you not have all the evidence in case files for a murder trial? And they said, we can't find it anywhere. All of our records for this case are gone. So the attorneys for Barry are like, well, what the hell are we going to do now? This is insane. So their first step was to go interview the lead detective who was now retired to see if he maybe had some uh, idea of where it could be. Well, 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 well. This is where it takes a crazy turn. When they find out who was the lead detective on this case, everything kind of just stops and is taken aback, basically. The lead detective on this case was Louis Eppolito, which, when you're done listening, Google this dude. Holy shit. So when they find out that it was uh, Detective Eppolito, the NYPD says, we're actually investigating this guy for mob ties. So what happens is the next year, they finally get a case against Eppolito and they raid his house in Las Vegas. And guess what they find? This dude had taken all of the evidence and case files from Barry's case and had it at his house. What? He took every piece of evidence and case file 
from the NYPD to his house in Las Vegas to hide it. This doesn't sound like a highly decorated detective, but guess what? He was. Yes, Detective Eppolito was a highly decorated uh, NYPD detective, but you're going to find out that he really sure as hell wasn't. So, remember that eyewitness that testified Paul? Well, his real name is Peter Mitchell, and he sees Eppolito's name on the news for being investigated, and he has this amazing flashback of like, holy shit, I need to right this wrong. So, in 2005, Peter comes forward and says that he was intimidated into naming Barry as the suspect. Peter said um, whenever the detective showed up at the scene, he was very imposing. Um, he was a highly decorated detective, so he trusted him. He tells him what he saw. He said that, you know, the 50-year-old guy with white, uh, fat guy with white long hair. And, you know, there was a bunch of beer cans thrown around the dead body and everything. Tells him all that. And while he's waiting in the car, he notices something was up right there. Because the detectives took all those beer cans that were around the body that he said the killer threw out, and the detectives just throw them in the trash. They don't even check for fingerprints. Which, what? That's crazy. But Peter's like, I don't know. Maybe maybe they know who did it. Whatever. I don't know. So they go back to the car, and they tell Peter, they're like, we think we know who did this. We're going to go uh, see if you can pick him out. So they drive directly to this housing complex where um, Barry lived at. And Barry walks out, and Eppolito says to Peter, he says, that's the guy, right? That's him, right? And Peter's like, no, that is not him. That, that guy doesn't have long white hair. And Eppolito turned around and he said, this is him. This is the guy. This is who did it, okay? This guy's a scumbag. He apparently thought that he was molesting kids. He's like, he likes little girls. We need him away for a long time. This is our guy. And Peter kept saying, hey, man, dude, this is not him. The guy that I saw had long white hair. This is not, this is not the dude. And to quote Eppolito, he said, I don't give a F about the white haired guy. This is our guy. So... Peter right now is getting scared about how aggressive this detective is. So he's like, um, uh, okay. So they arrest Gibbs, they take him to the station, and then they're going to do the lineup. So when they get down to the station, they show uh, some mug shots to Peter. And one of them is Barry. And he's like, dude, this is not him. This is not the guy I saw. Well, that pissed old uh, Epolito off. So what does he do? He talks to him, kind of builds a little trust. Peter somehow mentions that he smoked a little pot, which he's on probation. So Eppolito's like, I can send you to jail right now. I know where your mother lives. I know where your brother lives. And he said, this is crazy, that he was going to frame his mother. Eppolito told Peter, he said, how would you like it if we uh, raided your mom's house and we just happened to find some drugs in there? What? He's threatening to send his mother away on drug charges if he doesn't point out the guy that he knows is not the killer of this woman. Well, it doesn't stop there either. 
They take Peter and they put him in a freezing, freezing uh, interrogation room for hours and hours. They come in and check on him. They say, is this it? Is, is Barry the guy? And he'd be like, no, that's not the guy. Shut the door and leave him in there. And then he'd sit there for hours, freezing and freezing, thinking about if they're on their way to his mom's house to plant drugs on her. Then finally, all, finally, after all these hours, he comes and he said, okay, fine, that's him, fine. And this is a quote from the interview. I, If, if this really happened, it's the most stereotypical uh, Italian mafia thing in the world. Whatever Peter finally said, okay, um, that all will say that Barry did it. He said that Eppolito said, bada bing, bada boom, that's why I'm the king cop. I hope that that isn't true, but if it is, God, that's incredible. So now that he's got Peter on his side, he takes him home and drops him off. And he said, hey, I'll be in touch. I mean, I couldn't imagine what's going through this dude's mind. He's like, God, I have this giant decorated detective threatening me, threatening to send my mother to jail on drug charges keeps me locked in a room for hours, freezing cold. Like, I would be terrified if I was in that situation. But it only keeps getting worse. A few days later, um, some people show up at his house and say that they're uh, investigators working with Barry's lawyer, the defense. Um, and they came inside and started recording all this conversation. And Peter's like, there's no way that these guys work for the defense. These were fake investigators that Eppolito sent over there to record him to make sure that he was following along with the case, which is crazy. So, I mean, now he has people coming to his house faking being investigators, scaring him even more. So he was like, okay, I guess I'm, I'm all in on this now. So the trial comes. And the day that uh, Peter's supposed to testify, Eppolito takes him out to lunch. And he tells him exactly what to say. Says that if he doesn't say it, bad things will happen. And whenever Peter takes the stand, Eppolito stands back at the door with his arms crossed, just staring him down. And Peter said it was absolutely terrifying him looking at me up on that, uh, on the witness stand. So this goes on. And he goes to trial. Obviously, he says yes. Makes him out to be this, you know, former uh, military man that you have to believe. And guess what? It all worked out for Eppolito. But years later, they find out all of this stuff. So after Peter says that uh, he was lying on the stand because of Eppolito, the case is overturned and Barry is set free after serving 17 years in prison. If there is any tiny positive that comes out of this, um, he did sue the city and he was awarded $10 million in compensation. But, I mean, is $10 million worth 17 years of your life? I, I don't think so. Um, you really can't put a number on it, but they put a number right on it. So... Um, and then sadly, a few years later, uh, Barry passed away uh, after a battle with cancer, but which is very sad. 
Um, but he did get his name cleared, which I'm sure that is uh, very important, was important to him and to his family. Um, as far as Detective Epolito, well, like I said, you should Google this guy's name. His dad was actually a captain in the Gambino crime family, and he was charged with eight mob hits. Him and another cop, they called themselves the Mafia Cops, killed eight people for the mob. Crazy, right? And, well, that's that's all they knew about. It could have been a lot more. And, you know, he framed Barry. How many people did he frame over this time? So, um, Epolito was charged with those murders and sentenced to prison, where he died in prison, where he should have died. So, yeah, so that's the case. How crazy is that, right? That... The witness intimidation and sending this guy, he, 17 years he went to jail for something he didn't do. Crazy stuff, guys. But thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had fun. I hope you learned something today. And most of all, I hope you have a great day. So anyway, I'll be back next week with another mystery for you to solve. Thanks for listening to Juror Number One. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. I'll see you next week.